my ambitious go-getters. This is your host, Deanna Hins, welcoming you back to yet another exciting episode of From 9 to 5 to Self-Employed. I am absolutely thrilled to have you here today because we're going to uncover the secret ingredients that makes your business as consistent and reliable as a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yes, you guessed it, we are talking about systems. Just like how every Chick-fil-A restaurant you step into offers that familiar, comforting experience, having the right systems in your business can bring a level of consistency, efficiency, and peace of mind. So are you ready to dive in? Buckle up, get your notebook ready, and perhaps grab a cup of coffee. We're going to embark on an enlightening journey to decode the magic behind a successful business system together. Let's get started. I've got my dear friend, if you could see the video, she's laughing right now, but my friend Tracy Miller, who's the president and founder of Color 3 Embroidery. She is also the past chapter president and now the U.S. Central Area Director for EO and a 26-year overnight success story. <laughs> Tracy, welcome so much. I'm so Hi. excited to have you. Hey, Deanna. Thanks for having me on here. And yes, we are cracking up in the background. When we get together, we just kind of like talk too much and laugh a lot. So we'll we try do. not to do too much of the laughing during this. Thanks. But you know, it's okay if we laugh. <laughs> um, um, you know, my thing is just be who you are, like roll with it. And, All right. And I love that well, Tracy, just to let everybody know, right, Tracy and I have known each other for a long time, a oh, very, long, very long, long time, time. Back, back to the school days, right, and, and softball fields and softball field, we yeah. played softball together, yep, <laughs> and I loved it, and we have stayed friends, and Tracy is that one person that when I'm struggling with something in my business, She's my go-to that I know I can talk to, and she's going to really peel those layers away and smack me in the face with reality of, of, <laughs> of what I already know, right? But she helps me uncover that with just the right questions. So if you hear us giggling and laughing, it's because we have a really long history <laughs> together. So. I'm trying not to laugh too hard right now. I, I don't slap you in the face now. Come no, on. No, no. Okay, you mirror. Much nicer. <laughs> you put what? a mirror up for you to reflect on. That's all yeah. that is, right? You put a mirror up yeah. and a glass of wine in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we're talking about systems. I don't want to get too off track. We'll have to probably keep doing this. So let's start with this really basic question because some people may not really know what exactly are systems. No, it's a great question. Um, I'm. I'm you'll hear throughout this, I am a huge proponent of systems and process. I think that's just the leverage point of all business. Um, and the system is just a documented, repeatable step to get from point A to point C, whatever that is. There, the B is the process in the middle. So it's it can be small, it can be huge, it can you know, be all kinds of things. But the point is, it's just a process, a step, a direction to get from one point to the next. So how do you start? Like if I wanted to put systems in place or when you started putting them in your business, because you guys have been around for 26 years and you are so successful in your business. I love watching you grow. But when you first started putting these systems in place, how did you know where to begin? Truth. <laughs> truth. Yeah. Truth. Always okay. truth. Always. <laughs> Truthfully, the first system I put in place was stuff that I hated doing. Um 
because I, first of all, can be a natural procrastinator. Um, I don't want to do it. It's going to be the last thing on the list until I learned the uh, eat the frog process in life, right? You got to do the hard things first to get it out of the way. Stop procrastinating. But I started building processes so that I could teach somebody else to do the stuff that I didn't like to do. Bottom line. Um, and then I learned that there was a lot more to it after that. But that's really how I started. It was just, what do I not like to do? And for me, the first thing I didn't like to do was um, the accounting, <laughs> the numbers, <laughs> the books. Um, but I knew I had Same. to do it. So if I was going to do it consistently, I needed to get a process in place for that. So I started building systems kind of on the financial side. And then I started working them into the actual production and that side of my of my world. Do you recommend starting with the thing that you hate the most? Because I'm with you. Like, I don't like the accounting part of it. Um, and I've have I've had to learn to tackle the things I hate the most because I would do the exact same thing. And it's funny because as soon as you check the thing you hate the most off your to-do list, everything else flows so easily. Everything is but easy. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. But while it's like hanging over your head, you just feel stuck. Um do you recommend starting with that or do you recommend starting in another part of your business if you can go back and do that over? Uh, no, I think that's kind of where, for me, it was the right place to start. I mean, it really depends on each individual person, I think. Um, I think what I'm really trying to say is that <laughs> when I was forced to create a process, I created one on something I did not like to do. Mm. Now, having said that, the work that I was doing that I liked, I already had processes. I was doing the work. I just didn't think about them being a process. It was just the way I did them. Um, so there's kind of two parts to that, right? Everything has a process. Yeah. I mean, even you getting us teed up to do this, there's a process. You know, right. you've got your little checklist you're going through <laughs> to get us here and stop us from giggling enough. But um, <laughs> that's the point, right? It's just right. A, a, you have them that come naturally and then you have others that you kind of have to structure and force into play. Um, for me, the things that I did not like to do were the things that I consciously said, I need a process behind this so I could teach somebody else to do this and get it off my plate. So what are some keys in setting up these processes? Um, I think some of the keys are just a matter. They're really kind of simple, to be honest. I mean, okay. Like it's, it's, it's not rocket science here. Huh? It's not rocket science, dude. <laughs> it's so not. Um <laughs> You know, I was hiring people, putting them in place without process. I just said, hey, you know, this is what we got to do here. You know, blah, 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 high level, go. And then I'm like, well, why didn't they do it right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, did I really teach them that process? Did I teach them the whys behind it? What they're looking for? If this, then this. You know, I wasn't really teaching those things. I was just like, here, go do this. Go do it, right? Not you know how to do it. So everybody should. I figured it out. <laughs> you will. No, it's not how that works. Um so I think one of the keys is just identifying a need for the process, first of all, and um, yeah. truly in identifying those, you really want to be a visionary and how, what's the next level of your business look like, right? So what's the vision? And if that vision is you sitting behind every seat in that business and doing every little thing that the business needs, then you can make a process for your checklist. But if your vision involves other people, engaging staff, even outsourced opportunities, you know, to bring in the freelancers, then you have to have a check balance system in place for the work to flow without you. So and how do you do that? 
how do you do that? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> so for me, I did start off just kind of throwing people at jobs and saying, here, do this, do this. And then right. the jobs were getting created. And then I realized I have to document this. I have to document this to be able to duplicate this because we started to grow really fast. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I started with the people's, the people whose hands were in the job. So hmm. I said, what do you do every day? Write down, here's a piece of paper. I put these big, huge post-it notes over by the workstations and said, just write down every little thing you do. Um, I did my version of it. I want to see your version of it. Yeah, what a difference that was. My version was like, they do four things, right? That's yeah. it. They, you know, they hoop some shirts, they get them on a machine, they take them off, they load designs. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. their version had 18 things they did because it was very specific. Um and then we realized there was a process to that. So we backed in the process. We kind of went about backwards, but it really got us thinking in terms of process and training because the process teaches somebody how to do the job. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that reverse engineering, working it backwards is definitely key yeah. to finding those solutions and putting things in place. That's interesting that you said that when you wrote down what you thought they did, it was so much more different than what they saw. It was like, eye opening. I was going to say, did you, yeah. was it like, did you have an aha moment um, and give them all raises? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, yeah, I did have an aha moment and I, and I realized uh, it was kind of a, I used the term mirror with you earlier. It was a mirror moment, right? So what I realized about myself is that I'm a big picture person. I'm a strategy person. I can build a process, but God, don't make me put the detail behind it because yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get it done. You know? Like, yeah. 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 Is a lot. I of feel stuff. you on that. You know, it's, that's a lot. Um, so what I realized is that that's not one of my strengths. The details is not one of my strengths. And I needed to surround myself with people who had those mm -hmm. detail strengths um, and get them into that process even more. So it was just kind of an aha moment for me of what I was missing and how I can fill that gap. So I, you just said that you found people who were focused on details because you knew that's where you lacked and you saw the bigger, the macro, you needed the micros, right? Mm -hmm. In yep. place. And I, I know you're really big on those psychological tests and finding people's personalities and their strengths. And is that, is that why you started implementing that is because you've realized like, here's where my weakness is and this is who I need to hire. Or were you already doing that? And you're like, Oh, maybe I need to shift people around based off of this. Like, did any of that come into play? I I think I asked two or three questions you at did. once. <laughs> That's okay. I'll try to answer <laughs> it. Answer one or two or yeah. let's see where I land. Um, no, the truth and it's behavioral assessments for me all day long. Um, every single person that we come in contact with takes the behavioral assessments and it's not a behavioral assessment is not a judgment of character. It's, um, I need to know what you're good at. You know, uh, we have lots of jobs that we've created. We have lots of very specific detailed job descriptions with tasks and, and skill sets that they need to be successful in that job. And if I try to put a Deanna into one of my finishing quality control roles, you're going to lose your mind. 
Yeah. It is not you. <laughs> You're going to quit in about two days and then it's no good for either one of us. Um, but if I find somebody that likes to be methodical, likes to be focused on one thing at a time, is very detail oriented and, you know, conscientious and can have a long um, energy of doing the same task over and over and over, that's the person I need. So those behavioral yeah. assessments, you know, once we defined process, then we define the roles that go in the process. And then we found the people who have the skill sets to match the process and the role. And that's where the real success kind of comes together. It's this magic formula all the way around, but um, big proponent of behavioral assessments. You know, I make everybody take them. I know <laughs> you do. And I love that. <laughs> I, I know. Who You've sent me to? some links. <laughs> You're right. It's like, who am I talking to? And yeah. I think, and you know, for me, uh, we're getting off target, but that's okay. Um, we'll come back. <laughs> okay. um, for me, I even love to share my profile just so somebody realizes like, I am usually the short version queen. That's where the yada, yada, yada comes in. It's like, you know, do this, do that. You got it. Yeah. And they're like, you need to give me more information. I'm like, oh crap, that's right. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Um, so it just helps. It helps communicate. It helps us all be better in the end. Yeah. I, and I love all that. So definitely in your hiring, the way that you hire and the way who you put in place, having a system in place for that process has, has really been beneficial for you because you've, you filled in some gaps that weren't there before that you learned after the fact. Very, very true. Our hiring processes are super tight at this point. I mean, we even have we keep dialing it in and we go back and we review the process and we're like, well, we're not getting quite the results we want. What are we missing? Um, we have a big desire to make, to, to attract people who like our core values, right? We want right. them to engage with our company and like being here. Um, right. So we started to develop a system of questions of how to ask certain questions that drive to our core value. It, it's kind of like a clarity check, you know? Yeah. If they answer it this way, then this isn't one of their core values. And again, they're not going to love it here. They're going to be short term. Right. Um, so HR systems for me, again, not something I enjoy doing, first of all, um, but big, big, big for us. And the success of our hiring process came from process. I love that. And yeah, I definitely am hearing exactly how much it plays in that. It plays in that role of that. But systems aren't just for hiring. You can put systems in place for everything, like making your product, outsourcing it, right? Um, selling it. What's the sales process? Uh, we probably, cry. And I'm sitting here, I'm laughing for a couple of reasons, but I, I'm trying to think of the number of actual, if I had to identify numerically how many processes are in this company, there's at least 50 that I can probably wow. put into a list that say there's a process. Now, wow. this is comical, but you're going to understand the practicality of this. There's a process to change the toilet paper in the bathrooms. <laughs> Shut up. You've got 40 some people that work here and you know, a lot of women. <laughs> And there's something that gets really irritating about that doesn't get done. Uh, so I'm like, well, let's put a process behind it. So there's a weekly check and it's not a problem it. anymore. I love it. You know what? In my, in my guest bathroom, I have a bunch of snarky sayings, which you probably can relate to because you can be snarky too. But one is everyone wants to change the world, but no one wants to be change the toilet paper, be the change. Like that is right in front of the toilet. <laughs> like, 
just ordered that sign. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is, we are so similar in so many ways. It's that Sag, Sag thing. <laughs> so that's funny though, that you have that process first for changing the toilet paper too, but, but it works, right? And now it, it decreases the frustration level. It does. And, 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 you know, the biggest part of process is just making it duplicatable and repeatable. And it, that's the point of the process. You want something to be duplicated. For me, it was, I don't want one embroidery machine operator. I need 10. Yeah. So how do I get each one to perform consistently? And then you have to have process behind that. Yeah. Um, Gordon Ramsay that you were just talking about, that, that's process duplicatable. <laughs> and that experience is a highly documented process that yeah. your client, that customer experience that goes into that restaurant is highly documented from the second you walk in. What do you, what do they say to you? How do they say it to you? Um, right. Chick-fil-A, let's do something everybody's probably been to. Chick-fil-A, dear I God. Mean, and are they not rock stars in, in, in processes? <laughs> they got the process efficiency down, people. Yes. <laughs> I wanted them to distribute vaccines for the <laughs> That would have gone so much smoother. <laughs> Anything that needs to get done, Chick-fil-A can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, true. Very true. So once you get these processes in place, right, all 50 plus of them that you have, do you ever go back and reevaluate them? Yeah, continuously. Um, I'm trying to think if we do it like systematically, is it, you know, we, <laughs> you have a process for reevaluating. No, <laughs> we kind of do. Um, okay. but we have quarterly meetings where we're reviewing certain things. Um, our department heads have a weekly meeting that they're, they're bringing up challenges and it's like, okay, is the problem, you know, why is this problem coming up? Is it the process? Is it the documentation? Is it the people, you know, there's a whole five Y back conversation they're going to have around what's the problem. And if it's the process, I think one of the benefits of being a small business is that we can be agile enough to shift yeah. quickly. We can implement and change very, very fast compared to major corporations. You know, we can say, you know what? That's not working. Let's try this. Does this work? Everybody agree? Great. Okay. For the next five days, this is the process. Tell me the results. Um, and it might be that didn't work. And then, yeah. okay, let's do it again. Or it's perfect. And now it's going into our internet, which we have internally, um, documented processes so that people can access them at any time. Do you ever look at your processes and say, how can I make it even better? Like they're working right now and it seems to be working, but can we like take this up a notch? Is it even possible to take it up a notch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say one of my roles today inside the company is I burn things down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that goes. That's a fun me, role. It's an awesome role for me. Um, if you tell me that we've always done it this way, the first thing I'm going to say is why? Mm. Why? Because at this point, something had to have changed. Technology has changed. The client has changed. The substrate has changed. Ooh. Why? Um, so they know not to say that to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? And I'm thinking because 2020, which 2020 shook everything up. Yeah. The whole world burned down on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so what may have worked in 2019 may not work in 2020 or 2021 with the things that we're dealing with. How did a lot of your systems change or not during 2020? Um, no, our systems didn't change. 
how we executed them changed because Whoa. now distance is a problem. Um, working closely is a problem. Being able to touch this and then touch this, that's a problem. Um, so we had to supplement some of that, but really the processes didn't change. It's just the pace at which we could execute changed because we had we couldn't put the people in to make it happen fast enough. Um, and the space we needed to produce had to change as well, or needs to change, but yeah, we had to space out more. Oh, and you need more space anyhow, don't you? <laughs> Working on it. Okay. <laughs> like we could talk about that offline. <laughs> awesome. yeah, I don't want to give away any secrets right now. But, okay. Uh, yeah, any, no. any false information right now, but no, yes. no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know, like, I know when I was there last, you guys, you just keep growing and growing. So that's, that's a good problem. problem. (laughs) It also is another catalyst of change inside process. You know, if this worked at this level, that's great. But what happens when we go to the next level? It's like, oh, that blows it up. It's terrible. That's a bad process. So, you know, the pace at which you grow will always change your process. You just have to make sure that you're still getting the result you want and getting from point A to point C might change. And it does. Yeah. Um, I found truly at, you know, we have grown in the last 10 years, we have basically five X the size of our company. So we've grown five times wow. our size in 10 years. Wow. Um, actually seven years. I've been fighting at the seams for the last three, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but that's okay. So now, yeah. you know, our next evolution is going to be a bigger space. It is going to be a different company because we're probably going to five exit again over the next 10 years. And if yeah. we can do that, that's a whole nother level of systems. My 50 are going to become 300 probably. Wow. Um, technology systems are changing. Um, the whole environment's yeah. changing, quite frankly. So how much do you credit your business's success to having all these systems in place it's a really like a large good. amount or a medium that's a what really good it? question um our tagline for our company is experience the difference with confidence that confidence and experience the customers are feeling all 100 come from the process that we have and what we do um you know we make shirts man it's not rocket science <laughs> You know, I make shirts, I make apparel, we do it really, really well. But what we do really well is from point A to point Z, the client knows where that every step of the way we say it's going to take X amount of days to get from here to here. It takes X amount of days to get from here to here because we know it. The other side of process is the capturing of data. You know, data is gold in this world. And um, we can build KPIs around our process because we know the timing it takes. We can tell when we're off the mark. Um, and when we're off the mark, the first question we ask is, why? Why? Um, <laughs> and then it's, you know, get in there and figure it out. So that's a big, big piece of process is the ability to, what's that say? Somebody brilliant said it. I can't, I'm bad with the names, but um, what gets measured gets managed. So mm-hmm. yeah. you can measure just about everything inside of a process and then manage it. So and I probably should have started with this question, <laughs> but I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and you've grown so quickly. And again, it, what I mean, we joke about overnight success, but you've been at this for a really long time, but it's these last seven, 10 years that this explosion has really happened. 
Yeah. Um, and that's business, isn't it? Right. You, mm-hmm. you do all this hustle and grind and all of a sudden you're like, woo, what? <laughs> it's, it's working. It's working. <laughs> but um, can you share how you got started in this? Because I seriously think like it, it's such a cool story of, of how you got started that I know. I know it's going to inspire somebody who's sitting there on the fence trying to decide, oh, should I, shouldn't I? So can you share how you got started? Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, So many moons ago, (laughs) many, many moons ago, um, I worked for a company that I was doing direct sales and business development for a printing company. And they, this is back in the day when we wore our business suits and our hose and our heels to work every day. Um, what a terrible I'm a, time. I'm a blue jean girl with a t-shirt, just so you know, so you get the motivation. Um, and they told us, and they told us that we could have a casual Friday. You know, if you go back to the nineties, there was casual Friday yeah. and, but we, they wanted us to have branded shirts. So we had to get the company logo on shirts to be able to wear blue jeans on Friday. Okay. Um, so I was all over it. I was all about finding that source to get that. Now keep in mind, this is 1992. Four, I think. Um, and it's not like you were Googling up who's going to make me sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to do some searching around and, you know, we found somebody local that did them and, and the people were very nice and everything. But um, the experience of getting those shirts made was pretty unprofessional and long and clunky. And I'm like, gosh, people, where, where's your professionalism? You know, I could have gotten this done in 10 days and my customer have been way happier than I am right now. And, you know, of course, now at that time, I did not know how to sew, barely knew how to run, run computers. Everything was DOS back then. Oh, gosh. Um, and I had no idea of like what embroidery actually was. So <laughs> I kind of got on a mission that I'm like, I want to figure this out because I was ticked. You know, it was a horrible service experience really in yeah. the end. Um. So the long story short, I ended up um, actually getting to see an embroidery machine at um, LL Bean store in Maine. And that's when I was like, oh, that's what it is. And went to the library. (laughs) (laughs) Did a little Dewey Decimal uh, research. Remember that? Um, Remember those days? Remember those days, yeah. Yeah, and then I started making phone calls and um, really dove in and convinced my dad that I, this was going to be a great idea. So he helped me, uh, he helped me get my first machine. And so we bought this single head machine, which to me, it was like more than a car. So it was like my life savings kind of thing. And I didn't even have life savings. Who am I kidding? It was just a big, <laughs> um, and I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? So we had ended up putting on my parents. They had this enclosed back porch on the back of their house. It was like the only space I could put it. So I would go to their house and teach myself the computer and teach ourselves how to design and teach myself how to sew. Cause I didn't know, um, I could sell, I couldn't sew, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really how it started. And then within about within a year, I was opening up a retail store. So I started off in the retail side of things, um, because I thought, you know, we're from a small town. People know me, we yep. hang up a shingle. They'll probably come buy stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, Good. and then I realized if, fairly, it took me a little while. It took me probably four or five years to realize that I I didn't like the retail side of the business. I liked the business. To, I like process. I like systems. I like business to business transactions. Yeah. Um. So I dialed in tight to our current niche. And when I say we're niched, we are very, very niched market in that we service the promotional products industry as a wholesale apparel decorator on the back end. So 
most people go, what? What? Like, yeah. I just make shirts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. we make a lot of stuff that you probably see or own and don't even know that, you know, we're on the it's back true. end of it, which is cool. I like that. Side of it. You know what? And, and I appreciate that you're talking about really niching down. Because so many times I am talking to someone and they're afraid to niche down because mm -hmm. they feel like they're leaving money on the table. Oh, if yeah. They do that. And I keep stressing that if you try to talk to everybody, that message gets watered down. Like figure out who that one client is, your ideal client, and talk only to that person. Was it hard for you to niche down? Did you have that fear or did it just organically just all come together and it's like, this is what makes sense. And this is where we're staying. Oh, it was piece of cake. Like everything else. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh God, it was harder than anything. You know, yeah. um, first of all, people I was around um, and surrounded by said, you're going to lose the business. You're going to, how can you possibly make money? Ooh. You're going to lose it all. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm done listening to you because I still believe that I'm on the right track. Um, and I also right, know that it's like, hard to do. Jesus, you ain't kidding. That's um, hard. It is hard because people do, you know, and they care and they, they really do care and they think they're helping you, but in fact, they're derailing you for something really good. So I was able to kind of put up my blinders and let my grit come through and um, dove in. So it took me a while. I did keep a retail store for a while, just, I guess, more to prove my point to the naysayers. Like yeah. this store is like draining me of cash right now. I need to get rid of it. Um, so I kept it for a couple of years, probably two years too long, but deep and wide, go deep and wide into a market. And you kind of, you kind of become like, not, I want to say untouchable, but you know, when you really know your client, you know that mm. persona to, I mean, to the nth degree. I, I mean, ours is dialed in so tight. I could tell you what behavioral assessment they need. They can come up as, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we know who works well with us. Um, right. They're out there. There's millions, thousands of people out there that could, that are going want to do work with you, if you know. Yeah. I love that because I, I do believe that they will find you when mm -hmm. you put that out there you're speaking directly to them and they hear you and they're going to find you. They're going to come to you. And I wish more people got that, like let go of that fear. So I appreciate you sharing that. Sure. With, with it's me. Hard. And it is hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's scary. It's scary. It's intimidating. You know, I, it's the entrepreneur roller coaster. I mean, you know, yep. yesterday I'm flying high today. I'm like, I'm losing it all, man. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, you're going from extremes. Um, and, and making that decision makes it really hard, but it is yeah. one of the best decisions you can make is to be very pointed and targeted and who you are trying to service. Yeah. I love it. So question for you, what inspires you? People. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Explain that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what inspires me? So many things inspire me. And when I watch people succeed, I just get fired up, yeah. you know, um, even the Olympics, you know, watching like, the, like, do you know what it takes to get out there and do what they do at the Olympics? Do you know how many years of yeah. agony, <laughs> consistency and practice? Like that inspires me because I know yeah. behind the scenes, the grit it took 
just to get there and show up is just, it raises humans to another level. And that kind of stuff inspires me. You know, I love a good underdog story. First of all, yeah, I'm always root for them. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it gets you right in the feels. It does. Um, it does. But yeah, people inspire me for the most part across oh, the board. I love that. And yeah, the Olympics, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, you don't realize until like after the Olympics or right around that time where they show like a documentary on one of the Olympians and you're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. that's what they went through. Like, and then you, you have this whole different appreciation and like you want to cheer them on because now you know their story. You know? And that's it. And the truth is, it's the stories that inspire me. And I don't care if it's an Olympian. I don't care if it's an entrepreneur. I don't care if a family member. But when you ask somebody their story and you hear their why on their path, their journey in life, it, it, everybody inspires me that way. Yeah. You know, there, there's something remarkable about every human being and finding that in someone inspires me. I love it. I love it. So what advice would you give to another woman who is sitting here listening to us on this podcast and she's thinking about maybe starting her own business? Maybe she found a problem like you did, right? And is ready to go buy her first embroidery machine and put it up at her parents' porch. <laughs> Whatever that problem and solution is for them, right? Right. What advice would you give them if they're thinking about starting a business? Oh man, such a good question. Do we have another hour? <laughs> we can take as long as you want. No, no, no. Uh, we'll keep it short. Um, yeah. You know, I, what advice? First of all, you have to believe in yourself. Um, and and let me say it differently. You have to find the validation for what it is that you want to create in yourself. Uh, if you go out and ask the 10 family members, should you do this? You're probably going to get like eight that say no. <laughs> and it's not because they don't believe in you is because they are concerned about you. So I guess mm -hmm. my advice would be find five people that are your tribe that can help mm -hmm. support you in what you're trying to do and be honest with you and, and not mm -hmm. for any ulterior motive other than I want to be around you and be like-minded and help you succeed. Um, you find your tribe, you can change your, change your trajectory pretty quick. So, so true. So true. And once you find that tribe, when, if anybody tries to enter that circle, who, I don't want to use the word toxic, toxic, because that's too strong of a, of a word, but just some negativity, right? Mm -hmm. Any of that doubt or kind of tries to puncture that hole because they care, you feel it instantly. Yep. And it, 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 it it's almost like you've got to keep that circle pure so that you all lift each other up because you do. You know, you do. And, and you're right. You it, is, it can become very, <laughs> it can become toxic. Um, yeah. And not just toxic, but it can like derail you completely. Yes. You know, I already have the sneaky Pete in my own brain that wants to tell me I'm <laughs> not good at this. You know, I don't yeah. need 10 more people to you know add on to that. Um, the self-doubt's real. We all have it. We all have the fears, uncertainties, doubts, and crud that gets into our own brains. And when I say, you know, the five people, I'm not just talking about people that go, oh, you're the greatest. You're yeah, amazing. Right. I don't want that. I just want people who can understand the journey I'm on. Let me talk through things, hold up a mirror when I need it um, and say, this is great. In my experience, this is what's happened for me. Good luck. If you need anything, call me. 
um, that's a tribe. That's yeah. people that will help lift you up and continue you down your own path. Yeah. I like the tribe um, where they're already killing it, where they are where I want to be, right? That's who you really want around. Like to. you. <laughs> you. You are. <laughs> Part of my drive, like you are killing it, and you are you're there, um, to be real, and you know to kick me in the butt, <laughs> and, and and to lift. But you can see it too, right? You're like, okay, I I got this. She's got this. I got this, right? And yeah. and they're that you're there to support each other and cheer each other on, and yeah, more than just a cheerleader, but somebody who's got that grit too. Mm-hmm. Somebody and, uh, who's in the trenches with you even. Yes. Um, but that can see your vision. Even I love it. Theirs, you know? Yep. Totally love it. Tracy, thank you so much for joining <laughs> me today. Always a blast talking to you. <laughs> it is always a blast. I can't believe we did this without red wine for the record. Right. Well, you know, I literally just thought that I'm like, we should have had wine when we were doing this. But I guess, you know, next time next time we'll have wine talk let's do that we'll wine talk right <laughs> wednesday wine and uh, i can get behind that right mm-hmm. just answer questions <laughs> so, all right let's do it uh, i know all right well, we're gonna put that down make a process for it <laughs> uh, well thank you again thanks everybody for joining us and i will catch you next week at the same time Oh, 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 oh,